Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 57. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, a common theme you hear at Entrepreneur on Fire is listen to your audience. Well, I've been listening, and I am excited to announce the launch of podplatform.com. We have received an incredible amount of feedback from entrepreneurs who want to start their own podcast, but have no idea where to begin. With podcasting, recording your audio is as easy as clicking a red button, but the tough part is what comes after. Think of Pod Platform as a turnkey solution to podcasting. You simply record your audio, send my team your MP3, and we do the rest. It's that simple. Entrepreneur on Fire is generating 100,000 downloads a month in over 100 countries. Think of what that could do for you in your business. Go to www.podplatform.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Pam Slim. Pam, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. All right. Pam is a seasoned coach and writer who helps frustrated employees in corporate jobs break out and start their own business. Her blog, Escape from Cubicle Nation, is one of the top career and marketing blogs on the web. A quote that I pulled from her site that I hope that she's not planning on using right now (laughs) is, entrepreneurship at its heart is aligning your purpose for being on earth with a business idea so compelling that you simply must do it despite the fears that hold you back. Pam, I love that quote. I had to make sure I got it in there in the intro. Like I said, I hope that you have a different success quote for us. We're not actually going to do that right now because I'm just going to say, take it from here. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yes. Well, I am a business coach and a writer and a mom and a passionate community builder. And I have been working for about the past seven years with people that are in corporate jobs that want to leave and start a business or people that are in business and are going through a stage of growth and development where they want to develop more mastery or expertise in a particular area where they want to be growing and developing in new markets um, or also really expanding their business. And so a lot of what um, in my own journey as a self-employed person, I started working for myself 16 years ago and first started as a consultant to corporations and spent a lot of time inside organizations coaching employees and managers and senior executives, uh, basically on the human side of business, how to be happier and healthier at work. And then seven years ago when I started the Escape from Cubicle Nation blog, which then became really the core focus of my business, I was focused specifically on um, developing entrepreneurship and small business. Now I'm on a different, um, exciting new stage of growth and development where I'm writing a new book, which brings me in some ways full circle to really looking at the new world of work, including people in what we might consider more traditional corporate jobs or academia or the military or you know larger organizations in addition to entrepreneurs. And what excites me is really saying, what is this new world of work? with all the changes that have happened, with less stability out there, but also a lot of new opportunities with different ways that we work, especially through the internet, how can I really help people to feel um, excited about their life, excited about their career, and really equipped 
with the kind of skills that are, that are going to keep us all employed in the 21st century. Awesome. Well, I am really excited to delve into that more later in the interview. But now we'll transition to our next topic, which is our success quote. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we really like to start each interview off with a little success quote to get the motivational ball rolling, get people really excited for the rest of the content that you have for us. So Pam, what do you have for us today? This is actually part of a quote that is very frequently shared, um, and Goethe is, is the source of it, but it was also shared by, um, I, I think, Sir Hilary Edward, I, I believe his name, as he was talking about uh, his quest on Everett. But part of the quote that I really like says that boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now. And it's really looking at for anything that you're considering doing, for anything that you want to accomplish in your life, a huge step, and interestingly one that I help a lot of people take, is by just taking the first step, taking action, getting over fear of feeling paralyzed and beginning to move forward in a new direction. And it really does have that magic in it. And so many amazing things happen when you get enough courage to actually move forward and take the first step. So Pam, Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about your journey. So Take us to the ground level. How have you applied this quote to some point in your life? Uh, wow. I mean, I have applied it whew, probably you know, as early as I can remember. The, the, the part of my life where I really began to take a lot more bold moves was actually in my senior year of high school or at my junior year. I had uh, grown up in a suburban uh, town in Northern California in Marin County, uh, San Anselmo, which is across the Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco. And, you know, had a happy and pleasant life and everything, but I didn't really know that much about the world around me and had, um, you know, gone through a path, I think, in high school where I was, you know, maybe hanging out with a crowd that was not necessarily <laughs> doing healthy things and just kind of felt like my life wasn't really going in a positive direction. So I got this really strong vision that I wanted to go away and be an exchange student. And at that point, my mom was a single mom. We didn't really have a lot of money, but I just got this very, very strong idea that I really needed to do something and, and get away from my senior year. So I applied to be an exchange student. I ended up spending a year in Switzerland uh, living with a family, it really opened my mind and changed my life in many ways to just get the perspective of meeting people from all over the world and making that happen. Even though we really didn't have money and initially available to us, I just really learned how to hustle and make it happen with a combination of scholarships and support from the organization and so forth. So while I was there, I think I was really expanding, taking steps. I ended up interviewing the ambassador from the U.S., uh, to Switzerland when I had to do a project on American history. Instead of researching and going to the library, I just kind of took that bold move. And then through my years in college, I ended up living abroad in other places in Mexico and Colombia. Uh, I would travel by myself in sometimes areas, you know, that were a little bit scary and dangerous. And then I practiced martial arts, the Afro-Brazilian martial art capoeira, for about 11 years. And did similar things. You know, I was really, as I said earlier, I'm really passionate about building community. I have a huge passion for youth, and especially youth at risk that might not have the same access as we do to to resources, or that might come from difficult family situations. So I would sometimes make bold moves, like um, walking in the streets of San Francisco and in some tough neighborhoods, and talking to kids that were gang members, and 
um, trying to encourage them to get on a good path and for some of them to join our martial art program. So that, that kind of boldness is one that really gets me excited. It gets me excited in the service of particular goals that I have. And I know within my own business, what I, what I always tell my clients is I push them to sometimes take a very scary step or what can feel like a scary step to begin to move forward in building their business or maybe stretching themselves to grow in a new way. If I'm asking them to do that, then I also want to be modeling that for them. So I, I really always try to be pushing myself to grow, questioning my assumptions, uh, being brave, uh, doing bigger and better things in the world. Um, and that's something that's really served me well. Well, as I try to stress to every one of my interviewees, Entrepreneur on Fire is about the journey. And you are really checking that block, Pam. And I appreciate it. You are telling us your journey and giving us some great insights and really inspirational segments of your life. So thank you for that. We're going to transition into the next topic now, which is failure. As an entrepreneur, your journey has many times when you are facing failure or a challenge or an obstacle, however you want to define it. Every entrepreneur does have that moment where they just have to look within themselves and make sure that the challenge that they're facing is not going to define them as an entrepreneur. Pam, can you take us back to a time when you really had this very difficult obstacle that you had to overcome and walk us through that? Yeah, I can, I can definitely think of a few. Being self-employed for so many years, there, there have been a number of different moments. I think some of the, the biggest challenges that I've faced have really been in um, the context of the general market and really my, my husband's business. I moved to Arizona about eight years ago, and I've had always had my you know consulting practice that's been going. He is a um, has a construction business, and for those of you who know about the construction market, um, with the change that happened in the economy around 2007 and 2008, there was just a huge crash in the market, and it was right at a time where he had had a very successful company. He was really growing and building his business. And the crash was really, really hard. It just felt like it went from you know being at the top of the mountain one day to, to being at the bottom the next. So at that time, I had a brand new baby. Our daughter was about um, a month old. And I was writing my book, Escape from Cubicle Nation, about <laughs> helping people to leave their job to start a business. And at the same time, I needed to be generating all the income <clears throat> for my family. And it's one of those things where it's a humbling experience having gone through that economic crash you know we had some subsequent real challenges you know with the business the construction business is a very tough one and sometimes you know even when those really close to me are going through different challenges you can't control every single thing that happens in the market it reminds me when i was in silicon valley and consulting during the late 90s which was an amazing time with lots and lots of growth but then I also lived through the crash and just saw what happened to many, <clears throat> you know, former clients and peers and friends and everything where um, based on the economy shifting sometimes and not recognizing signs early enough, uh, people really lost everything. And that is something that what I appreciate about that as hard as it is and as much as it impacts so many people, it's really, really tough to go through that. I don't care how <laughs> probably every business book when you've heard of great leaders, everybody has their story, right? Of like really hitting rock bottom, having a you know, really bad experience with a business, having businesses fail. 
it's really hard when you're living through it. Very, very difficult when you care about it immensely and you feel like you've tried to do your best. But the, the lesson that it's really taught me that I think helps make me a better business coach is in recognizing that there truly are some things that are outside of your control that you probably want to be a little bit more risk averse and prudent in, in what it is that you do, uh, that it is very important to look at a business situation from an objective manner and to really own the decisions that you made that were not wise ones, but at the same time to recognize that um, we always have the opportunity to do better. We always have the opportunity to, to learn from our mistakes. And I think as a culture, as a general business culture, that sometimes people make judgments about what happens financially a lot more than they would in any other part of somebody's life. So if you made bad decisions and you had a bad relationship, for example, <laughs> then often that is not judged as harshly um, in, in our environment. Or if you make poor decisions about your health, even though they're really serious issues and they have to do with making personal decisions, I think for a lot of people, if it's a financial decision, if they lose their job, if something is not successful, it ends up really um, messing with your own sense of identity and with your own self-esteem. So that's really been the lesson for me is sometimes we can have a brilliant burst in the market. And so anybody who happens to be riding that wave can think that they're a fantastic business person. <laughs> Some of it is based on decisions that they're making. Other things can just be based on being in the right place at the right time. Conversely, you can have really great people who are trying their best to hit a bad market segment um, or time you know, in the economy and things really go a bad way. So a good friend of mine, Kyle Durand, is a lawyer and does a lot of work with business owners. And I love what he always says. You know, you can't change the past and past decisions, but there always is going to be a positive uh, solution in the future. There's always something good that you can learn from that, from a lesson, and there are always going to be opportunities in the future. And that's definitely how it is that I've it really integrated the lessons from some of those challenges. Pam, that was some great insights into failures and challenges that you've faced throughout your journey. And the lessons that you pulled from there were so valuable. Thank you for sharing those with Fire Nation. This is exactly what the journey is all about. It's about the ups, it's about the downs, and it's about keeping that focus on the end goal while trying to enjoy the journey despite the bumps and bruises you're taking along the way. We're going to use that to transition to the other end of the spectrum, Pam, and that's the aha moment. That's the great part about being an entrepreneur because every entrepreneur has little aha moments every single day. We love them. They inspire us. They propel us to the next level. But every now and then, we really do have that one big shining aha moment. That light bulb comes on, the clouds part, the angels sing. Pam, have you had an aha moment? I have had many aha moments, actually, very thankfully, and I can think of many uh, on on my own business journey. I think just really beginning my blog when I when I had the opportunity to begin to share a lot of ideas that were in my head about what I had been experiencing as a consultant to corporations and being able to voice some of the concerns that people had and express things that didn't feel safe for people um, to express, that whole journey has really been tr a true joy. It's been something that's just given me so much satisfaction. Little things, which are not too little, like getting emails from people all over the world that say, you know, boy, you know, I'm, it was so motivating and I, I really worked my plan and I was able to quit my job and now I'm successfully running my business. You know, those kind of things just really, really make me feel 
the tremendous value in in the work that I do. And sometimes it's more the little things that I think are really deeply satisfying to me because as a personal value, I really like to enjoy my my work and my life while I'm actually living it. You know, it's not just a, a matter of getting certain kudos or accolades. You know, that's, that's definitely um, wonderful as frosting on the cake, but it's more knowing on a daily basis that those kind of things happen. So being able to grow the blog in that way where I didn't know what I was doing at all, but just was so excited to share, getting good feedback from people that what I was sharing was really useful. And then when I wrote my book, I had my um, publisher that approached me about doing a book. And so I wrote the book, which was a huge challenge, like I was mentioning before, right, doing it under very, uh, very challenging circumstances. Uh, but then uh, in 2009, I actually won the award for best small business entrepreneur book uh, of 2009 from 800 CEO Read, which is a very respected business book uh, distributor. And that was an example of something where it just was so affirming to not only know that I was really helping individuals, but that I had created something after great personal challenge. It was really a challenge to write the book, and I put my whole self into it. But to know that they felt that that was really something of quality made me feel really, really good. So I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the whole journey, and having some of those moments of recognition are important uh, but I've also learned to not live for that <laughs> because really the most important thing is that on a daily basis, I'm helping real live individuals to make their life a little bit better. That's probably the biggest win that I could ever go for. And I think that really keeps my feet on the ground and makes sure that I'm delivering things that are really relevant and are truly useful. So Pam, have you had an I've made it moment? You know, I think about that actually more on the personal side, I think about that when I'm outside usually in my backyard with my kids and just being able to enjoy them, being able to enjoy the fact that um, I get to be a mom <laughs> and the wonder that that is and just um, how much I really enjoy it. That personally feels like the biggest made it <laughs> kind of, of moment that, that I can imagine. As I said, I, I like some of the big business accolades. I like being recognized. I like having opportunities. It was great to you know get a deal for my second book, things like that. But probably the most significant things that make me truly, truly happy and peaceful in my heart is just um, recognizing the wonder of being able to be the mom to two really fantastic, interesting kids and realizing that I get to be part of their life for the rest of my life. And it just opens up so many possibilities for adventure um, and fun and meaning that, that that to me is probably the most significant. That's a great perspective, Pam. And that's one thing I always love to talk about with Fire Nation is that life is about the journey. And especially as an entrepreneur, you have a journey and you're setting goals and you're reaching these goals and you're getting these accolades. And of course, as hard-driving entrepreneurs, we just want to set those goals to the next lofty standard as quickly as possible to continue to move forward. But it's so important to take a step back, take a deep breath, enjoy the moment where you're at, what you've achieved, what you've accomplished, and really realize that it's about the little things along the journey that's going to make it because the destination will always be something that's pushed back for us. And so I really like to say stress the journey. Do you feel as though you do enjoy the journey? I totally enjoy the journey and I, I have to, <laughs> I've learned that I 
am not happy. I am not a great contributor if I am not really enjoying what I'm doing. It's why I'm very, very conscientious about the kind of work that I do. I don't just do it for the money. It really has to be something that I feel has great significance and purpose, and I have to enjoy it. I just know that about myself. I tease my siblings sometimes. My sister is really, really wonderful, very bright, um, very motivated, and she's just always been good from the time that I can remember at just getting done whatever needs to get done. My brother is a scientist, you know, postdoctorate PhD scientist, teaches at the University of Pittsburgh, and was a valedictorian of his class and has that same kind of quality. I'm probably the, the one in the family that has a little bit more of that wild creative spirit. <laughs> and whereas I've, I've worked since I was 12, I've, I've always worked hard. I like to work hard. I have no problem with that. But I have more of a need to actually feel the muse, to you know, feel purpose. And I can't just go through the motions. Uh, there have been times in my life where I wish I could, you know, but I, it, it, I think it's definitely guided me on a path where it works so well for me that I work for myself, that I can constantly be evaluating what I'm doing and changing it. And um, when I'm able to do that, I, I really enjoy the journey. So that that is a personal value for me every day is if I'm not enjoying it, I really need to make a change because that that's very significant. I'm willing to work really, really hard. I'd love to work hard. That's never been an issue. But I have to make sure that it's something that really has meaning. And that really is a great definition that I like to use for an entrepreneur, somebody that needs to feel the passion, that needs to feel the amusement, needs to feel entertained, needs to feel like they're making a difference. All of these things is embedded in the code of an entrepreneur, and I just love hearing it coming from you, so thank you. So Pam, we're going to move on to the next topic now, and that's your current business. You have a lot of things going on with your books and everything else that's encompassing Cubicle Nation. Can you give us one thing that's really exciting you right now? Yes. What's exciting me right now is actually the whole focus of my new book, which is the core concept is really about developing your body of work and looking very consciously at what it is that you want to be contributing um, to the world. I'm really excited to be exploring the ideas, to be talking to people about it, to be getting back into some environments in large corporations to find out, you know, what really is the workplace like right now? What are new ways that we can start to think differently about core skills for everybody in our work environment so that we can be putting more people to work and really building a strong and healthy economy um, that's based on the realities of today? So that whole experience is one that I'm really, really excited by. And because I tend to, to work in stages and interesting, interestingly enough, usually in about seven year chunks is where I'll take a significant piece of work. You know, my blog is actually turning seven years old uh, on October 5th, and I'm still absolutely going to be doing work around entrepreneurship and, and helping people to start businesses. But it's exciting to me that it's also moving in a new direction of expanding the scope and being able to reach new audiences, people who might have thought that I thought that corporate jobs were all terrible. I do not think that at all. I think whatever kind of work configuration matches your needs is really the right place for you to be. So um, that's something to me personally that's very exciting. Well, let's continue with that. What is your vision for the future of Pam Slim? My vision for the future, I think for myself, is fundamentally to be contributing, um, contributing ideas that are going to be really helping people in the new world of work. 
I know that I love to write and I love to speak. And so I'd love to be doing a lot more of that. I also really love to be developing the, the next um, set of leaders. I love to work with young entrepreneurs. I love to work with people to really, you know, grow their strength and capacity. So, and that's really been a theme in, in all the work that I've ever done is, is having that combination of, you know, sharing ideas, but also developing the next set of leaders. So I can't say exactly what my business is going to be like, but I know that the main streams are going to be around um, contributing significant, significant things um, in terms of writing books and being helpful and useful. I love like giving people ideas and metaphors that really open up possibilities and allow them to take action to get things done. As I was saying from my opening quote, like a lot of magic happens when people are actually moving in new directions, moving away from being stuck and moving forward. Um, so fundamentally, you know, throughout the course of my life right now, I see the vision for the part of my body of work that I'm developing, which is going to be a book, but then also probably, you know, program specific work with people, um, how it might look a couple decades from now. I don't really have a sense, but I do know that being a mom and watching my kids grow and also, um, following the kind of growth and development that they need is going to be informing my own body of work. Right now, they're, my son is seven and my daughter is, um, is four. And so as they grow and I really look at what is their environment, what kind of skills do they need, that's also going to be helping to push me in, in a new direction. So Pam, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I provide you with a series of questions and you come back at Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> what was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Probably just the thought that I, I had no idea I even wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, I, I didn't sit in angst for a long time. I was very happy in my corporate job. I loved it. And I never considered working for myself. I always thought I would be working in a large company. But... Once I began to consult on my own, because I quit the job where I was and I couldn't really find another job that was interesting to me, that's where I realized that I was naturally wired that way. So because I'm not very risk averse, I, I dive into things very quickly. I didn't have a lot of anxiety at all about starting a business. I just didn't even realize that it would be something that would work so well for me. What is the best business advice that you ever received? Probably the best business advice on the financial side was from a mentor of mine who had a very successful consulting practice. And she was talking to me at one stage when I was negotiating my salary. And she said, when you are negotiating salary, it's really important to look at the market and make sure that what you're charging is really in line with the market. And especially the males in the market, right? As a female, it's really important. Women traditionally undercharge in comparison to their male peers. And so you really want to make sure that you're charging what the market will bear so that your opinion is valued. But from that, you can choose to do whatever it is that you want with the money. If you want to give it all away, you can. If you want to invest in others, if you want whatever decision that you make is really for you um, to do what you want with it, that really opened up a lot of possibilities for me because I'm not really driven by money in and of itself. It is not inherently motivating to me to just pursue something via money. However, I do see so many things that can happen when you do have access to money, <laughs> not just an ease in my own life, 
but also in what it is that I can do um, as an investor in my own community. So that was really, really um, pivotal advice that I got at an early age, and I try to really revisit it and dust it off and think about it as I go through each stage of business. What is something that's working for you or your business right now? What's really working for me, I just wrote a blog post about this, is in really recognizing my strengths and building my business model around what my natural strengths are. By nature, I am a community builder. My degree in in college was international service and development. I've always had a passion at connecting people with each other, at um, supporting the work of others, of making sure that everybody within my general circle and community was getting access uh, to resources that they needed. And so knowing that and knowing that that's a strength of mine, that's really the way that I have built my business. And it just worked very well. I'm extremely proud of my client base. People make great progress. They they grow and develop. The stronger that they get, they begin to really connect with others in, in their environment. And personally, knowing that, it means that I can really make sure that I'm making good business decisions. Um, Sometimes we can all get different business advice that we should move in a certain direction, you know, for example, to really, you know, grow an empire and make it harder and harder for people to have access to you and, and to pay more and more money, you know, to have access. There's nothing wrong with paying money to get value from your consulting and your services. But for me, knowing that I have such a value at being accessible and being a part of the community, um, that knowing that means that I can really make good decisions that are in harmony with who I truly am. And I think that's one of the strongest ways that you can come out in the market is where people feel like you're actually the same person when you are um, acting in your business and when you're just you know, sitting in your neighborhood uh, talking to your neighbors. I like to ask this question to my interviewees that seem a little more tech savvy than most. So I will ask you, Pam, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, like something along those lines that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? You know, uh, for me, it's actually Instagram. And, and Instagram is more of just a social tool of a way to be, you know, sharing photographs with each other. But what I like about it and just the way I use it personally is it does feel so good to be sharing photos with each other, to be sharing little slices of my life. But it also really gives me a window and an insight into other people. And there are some folks who I've been friends with online or even in person that I learn so much more about by the, by the, what really seeing their photographs on a daily basis, in my case on my iPhone, (laughs) or I watch their updates come through. My dad is a photographer, so I've always been around photographs and I really um, appreciate them and they tell me so much about people. And so as somebody who's so interested in people, it's, it's a really, really neat application because I can just learn a lot about just what's going on in somebody's life, What's their perspective based on what do they actually take pictures of and, and what is their perspective? So it's not something you know like a productivity tool, but it does give me great insight and connection um, with, with folks who I care about in my community. Mm, very unique. So Pam, what's the best business book that you've read in the last six months? Um, it's so hard to choose because everyone has a, a bit of a different purpose. The one I'm really enjoying right now is called Mindset. And it was recommended to me by a client. And um, it is, I thought I had it in front of me here. I don't have the author in front of me, but you can just Google uh, book, the book Mindset or look it up on Amazon. It looks at the difference between having a fixed mindset where you believe pretty much that the way that you come to earth is just the way that things are. So you have talent or you don't, which is more of a fixed mindset 
versus a growth mindset where you realize that any kind of skill or competence can be learned. And if you're looking at the world that way, it opens up so many more possibilities where, as we were talking about earlier, if you ended up making some earlier mistakes, if things don't always go right, then you still always have that opportunity with a growth mindset to learn from your mistakes. A lot of people get trapped in thinking, you know, you have it or you don't. You're a good writer or you're not, or you're a good business person or you're not. When really, if you're always open to learning and growing, there's so much possibility for you to move forward. Looking at somebody like Richard Branson, I think, is a great example of that. You know, wasn't a great student, didn't necessarily have the perfect kind of pedigree what you would consider for being a great business person, but he is so open to learning and experimenting and listening to the market. So um, Mindset is a book I would really recommend to everybody. Awesome. We always link the books up in the show notes, so we'll have that ready for Fire Nation. Perfect. So Pam, this last question is my favorite. It's kind of a tricky one, so take your time, digest it, and then come back at Fire Nation with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all of the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have right now, but your business had completely disappeared, leaving you essentially with a clean slate, which is what many of our listeners find themselves with right now. What would you do in the next seven days? I would write. I would write. That's, that's what I'd do. If I didn't have any of the other business activities, I, I would still be writing because I just feel like I have so many ideas and it's probably the biggest passion that I have is putting them down in writing. So that's probably what I do. Love it. Well, listen, Pam, you've given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. My parting piece of advice is to Break down whatever is your big, huge goal into the smallest step that you can. Often if we're looking to do something new, we feel like we have to create the whole picture ourselves. And often you can look at somebody else who's done what you want to do. If you want to write a book, if you want to start a particular kind of business, if you want to start a blog, if you want to become a paid speaker, anything that might be a goal, first look for patterns of who has done it before so you can understand and have a framework. And then just try to break it down into what is one tiny, small, concrete step that you can take today in order to get one step closer to that. That is the biggest thing that makes a difference in my client's life is just taking one tiny step per day. All those small steps really adds up to great progress over time. Awesome, Pam. Thanks for ending on such a high note. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com, join our elite mastermind community, and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.